Cutting Out Early, the podcast. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. I'm in a glass case of emotion! With Max, Zach, and Alex. Just when I think you couldn't possibly be any dumber, you go and do something like this. And totally redeem yourself! Welcome, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, everybody here to the Cutting Out Early podcast. Yes, sir. After a bit of a uh, a short hiatus, not too bad though. Max Major here taking it with you guys for episode number nineteen. Believe it or not, Zach Montgomery here, Alex Newth on the Zoom call. We have another fun-filled show for everybody today. I know all of our fans were clamoring, "Where's the show? What's going on? It's unbelievable. They're just missing out." Two song where they go guess who's back great back timing <laughs> unbelievable my goodness i didn't pre-listen to it and i just went for it yeah you know that's that, you know the one thing that would get better is just you know you have to fail to get better so it's fine i understand but hey you know what we all make mistakes we're here we're here everybody don't worry we're back we're back we're back it's okay we're here we're clearly trailer. we didn't take our time off to practice anything <laughs> with two trailer park girls who went around them outside <laughs> It was um well here's here's basically what's going on we, we're running into December now it's December third the day we're recording episode nineteen believe it or not it's getting to the point where we're just getting swamped and I'm not not trying to throw out excuses or anything but end of semester stuff getting towards the end of the year projects work school everything just kind of comes to a big big collection point right here like it's a few days before trash day and everything's just piling up piling up higher and higher it stinks it sucks we want to get it done with we want to get it out of the way but before we can do that we got to put in the work and get it out to the curb and make sure everything's ready to go so it's uh it's a bit of a struggle right now but you know we're managing we're getting through and we're gonna put out a good show best oh, show so ever that's your excuse max because <laughs> I shit my pants last night. <laughs> wow. Jeez. Well, I see. I see. <clears throat> no, it's just the time of year, man. It's just the time of year. But but we're going to manage to get through it. We're going to try to do every Tuesday if we can. Uh, and, you know, once this month passes, we'll get into a groove. Back to normal. And we'll be good. We'll yeah. be good. How are you guys been doing, though? Staying, uh, staying healthy? Staying safe? Staying alive? Staying busy. <laughs> staying busy. Staying sleepy. I know. I know. We're out here, though. We're doing it. Um. Well, first of all, congratulations to Michigan State for beating Duke. Number six, Duke. Did Did you guys watch that game? Saturday. Oh, I didn't. The Duke game, yes. Yeah. yeah. I watched the first half, actually. We, we started off really sloppy, and then... Uh, and then the second half, we, we kind of took back over, and we were playing our game, and then I, I didn't watch the second half, but it, it sounded like we didn't even... It wasn't really that even that close after that. I think the entire state is just kind of begging, begging for anything to root for. 
Because we really don't have much right now. I was saying this. I was saying this with Andrew the other day. I was like, <laughs> "Thank God, college basketball is back." Because I am so tired of all these bad teams. <laughs> like, there's no good ones. There's absolutely none. I mean, be, half the games are canceled anyway. I know. And then you have just you know shit teams, especially in Michigan. We're dealing with it. But I mean, look, I'm not the biggest college basketball guy. I love March Madness. I know Alex is. I know you probably are more than me. I'll watch it, but. It's just something to root for and something to maybe get behind to see a team pulling off an upset and, and having a good run and potentially having a little success this weird year this season. I don't know, Alex, what do you think? Does MSU have a chance to maybe make some type of noise coming into the uh, next few months here? Absolutely. I think this is one of MSU's most well-rounded teams I've seen. I, I don't think they have that superstar talent that sometimes they do, like a Miles Bridges or a Jaron Jackson or somebody like that. But I think from top to bottom, they've got eight or nine or maybe even 10 guys that can go in there, play really solid minutes and compete. And I think in a year like this, where, you know, you might have some players out who catch COVID or you might, you know, it's just a weird year and having depth is really going to help them this year. I think, you know, it's kind of crazy. We might be the most underrated team in the big 10 right now. There's like, I don't know. It's like, and I don't know. People probably aren't sleeping on us now, but you had it was like Wisconsin, Wisconsin, uh, who else? Iowa, was in, Illinois. Iowa, Illinois. Yeah, they were all in front of us. Like we were number four in the Big Ten. <laughs> we still are. I, I know Illinois lost to Baylor, I think, the other night, but oh, we're still considered the fourth best team in the Big Ten, which I think is kind of crazy. I know Iowa has Luca Garza, who's like the supposed player, the, you know, national player of the year, and he is really good. Is really good, but I haven't had a chance to see Iowa play yet this year, so I don't know how they are otherwise. But I mean, if there are three other teams better than Michigan State in the Big Ten, I mean, the Final Four might just be four Big Ten teams. <laughs> I could I could see it happening. I don't know. I mean, it's obviously too early to tell, but I, I I'm gonna try to get into it as much as well as little time as I have coming up. I, I would like to get into a little more college basketball. I just I, I need something to feel good about. I mean, what am I looking at or watching on TV, sports, news, anything where I can really be positive anymore? It's 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 sad out there, man. It is. So if I can get behind something, I'll get behind Michigan State basketball. You could have watched a nice uh, Michigan State football game on uh, Saturday. <laughs> yeah, well. I almost made the mistake of not watching it. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. I want to get into that in a little bit. At least U of M, which... <laughs> We'll, we'll save it. But, I mean, speaking of Michigan State, I'm kind of curious to hear your thoughts on this because this is one of those stories that, that I saw that was kind of kind of big and kind of uh, maybe controversial. But Michigan State is reenacting a policy that they used to have in the 1980s where they're requiring students to live on campus for the first two years. Now, first of all, I didn't realize that this this policy was not in place because I think Michigan Tech had this where you had to live on campus for two years. So mm. it's it's not uncommon, but I suppose a school like Michigan State, it's just so big and there's so many other options where to live and what to do. Uh, I understand it, but I, I'm kind of curious your thoughts. First of all, I think it's just a money thing. It's they're, they're trying to, you know, get a little more money and increase graduation rate because they're saying, you know, uh, People living on campus, they can graduate at a higher percentage, so that's obviously going to play a role too. But I, I still think it's a budget gap mostly. I mean, deep down, do they the have problems reason. filling their? Though? Filling, I'm sorry, Alex, filling their what? The dorms. Do they have problems filling the dorms? I thought they already had trouble um, having too many people wanting to live. 
on campus? I have no idea. Oh, I don't think so. Weren't they always making dorms like like a three-person dorm or like converting them into some like way to fit more students in there and just, you know, just jam them all in? Yeah. So wasn't that a thing? So, yeah, I mean, that's a good point. Are they going to have enough space for this? I don't know. I remember there being empty dorms in my floor, actually, and this was quite a few years ago. So, Is this a good idea? I mean, do, I mean, seriously, from I, a student perspective, not money-wise so for my brother, school. My brother's in his sophomore year right now, and he's living off campus. And I, I don't know, to be honest with you, I, I think there are advantages to living off campus for sure and on campus. But um, I think that they should live on campus for two years because I, I just feel like when you're um, going off to school – there's just a lot that you need to learn and kind of being responsible for feeding yourself and doing classes and everything else that kind of comes with living your life on your own for the first whatever is, you know, it, it, it pays to have some help with that. And that's what a dorm does for you. You know, you don't have to really worry about food. Everything's kind of taken care of for you from that standpoint. You lived on campus for two years, right? Yeah. 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 We did. Good experience. Yeah. I, I mean, by Do the you end regret of the second- I mean, were you ready to go? I was ready to go. By the end of the second year, I was definitely ready to go. It's just, it's so hard to, you don't have as much freedom uh, in the dorms as you do off campus, but um, we also lived, we also lived in uh, Holden, which was like in the far corner of South Campus, so it was a pain in the ass to walk everywhere from there, but uh, yeah. Yeah, I remember, I remember those uh, late night walks <laughs> back into the corner by the train station. Yeah, the, the, the train ran by our window. <laughs> Every night, blasting its horn at like 4 a.m. Even when no one was around. You have to be careful. Check check your phone, by the way. Why? Check your phone. Am I about to get? No, for the, for the uh, for the internet. By the way, this entire oh. this entire show is being brought to you by Zach Montgomery's phone. Uh, just an incredible piece of technology. <laughs> Five years old, I believe. Yeah, iPhone just eight. Po- powering this entire entire show, but for whatever reason, it's not it's not powering it right now. But we're, we're, we're trying. We're trying. Everything's so. It's like it. It works. It worked perfectly last time we did this. It and did. Then, and then now it's kind of out of it. It's just like I don't know the why. It, it was the same thing with the Wi-Fi. The time before it worked perfectly, and now it's shoddy. It doesn't make any sense. I. I just first of all, uh, let me say this really quick as I try to <laughs> send <laughs> send something to Alex uh, on the email. But you know, every school is different. But. As, as far as living on campus or off campus and the type of experience that you're going to get and everything, I I think it's a good idea because I do think that kind of becoming more involved with your school is something that happens by living in a dorm. And you're just on campus all the time. It's something that you're always doing. You're always there. You're always around. You you really never have a chance. To, I mean, you do have a chance to get away from it all. But it, it, it makes you part of the school. And if that's going to increase graduation rates, then... Sure, go for it. I mean, I know it's a money thing. I know the real reason, yeah, but why absolutely. not, you know? So, anyway, I'm just trying to see what the uh, people think out there. If you want to uh, send us an email, feel free. Uh, what is it? I, th- I believe cuttingoutearly.podcast at gmail.com. Yes. Cuttingoutearly.podcast at gmail.com. Perfect. There we go. We, we, get, we got to get a little more uh, interaction with the audience. I think... There's always some hate mail for you, Max, just so you know. <laughs> I don't know why. Some, some asshole just keeps sending the same email over and over again about how much you suck yeah, and boy. your takes are awful. And I'd like to have a talk with this guy. And... This could be a burner account. 
No, I, <laughs> I have a feeling that somebody on this show may be behind it. <laughs> no idea. Um, speaking of which, actually, it's uh, it's kind of interesting. I want to, I want to see if Alex is there, uh, in the show. Mister Alex Newth, back yes. yet again. Oh, he's there. <laughs> he's alive. I, I, you know what? I'll take full responsibility. I'll take, you know, I'll take eighty percent, twenty percent on his phone, eighty percent for me relying on his phone. <laughs> <laughs> is the show over did i miss it yeah. <laughs> no 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 I, we were talking about living on campus what's what's your thoughts of doing that for for two years because uh that's what's gonna happen now but but you did that yes yes i mean zach did too um and i guess so did you you were saying right before i cut out that tech has the requirement and yeah i agree i mean it's not unusual for schools to have it i'm okay with it especially if they can point to real increases in graduation numbers. I mean, anything that, that, you know, makes people more successful at school, I'm, I'm definitely for, and especially in East Lansing, it's really not all that cheaper to live off campus. Is it? I guess I don't really know the numbers, but I don't know. You I tell me. Guess so I, you're the one paying at least in East Lansing. I don't think it was cheap. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think you're right. It was, it was pretty much the same if I remember correctly, especially if you get, if you go for the on campus uh, meal plan too. It's very, very similar. And especially with what a lot of the housing is off campus, I mean, it's really, they're really gouging you because oh, it's not high quality living. <laughs> I mean, I mean, we lived in an okay place and play, paid a fairly fair price, but there are people who, I mean, live in just absolute garbage filth and still pay, you know, exorbitant prices. So I think anything that can improve graduation rates without really you know, charging students all that much more is, is fine by me. The, our apartment was such a hodgepodge of everything. <laughs> like, hodgepodge? It, it was like, it was two apartments put together. Like we had two kitchens, we had a living room in like in the middle, but like it, no Your bedroom was the old living room turned into a bedroom. I know it had like this weird, like paneling that it was, I don't even know. It didn't match anything. <laughs> it was, it was two, two bedroom apartments that they like blew a hole in the wall between to make one four bedroom apartment. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> and then they charged you like, what was it? Like 645 bucks a month to live there. It was unreal. Yeah. That was pretty funny. My God. I, I just, I, I don't know. Well, a lot of memories there, though. I mean, oh, it was can't, great. Can't it was admit, the, I mean, can't deny that. You couldn't beat yeah, the location. A lot of times we remember, a lot of times we don't. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, I'll see you guys there. <laughs> <laughs> but, by the way, really quick, I, I know that, um, that it's first of all, it's December 3rd when we're recording this. Believe it or not, which is already crazy to me, but Christmas lights are popping up. I went to that uh, that Detroit Wild Lights, that, that thing at the zoo. Oh, where, did you? Yeah, you kind of walk around and see the see the pretty lights Something and everything. Something not closed by COVID. No, it was not. Um, we're uh, I guess you're able to social distance there. I got some great roasted okay. almonds. Oh my god, it was just like being at Comerica Park, you know, back or in the Kobo. Oh, sure, exactly. So it was great, but uh, I know this sounds sappy, but I. I like Christmas lights. I, I maybe oh, yeah, it's absolutely. maybe it's something I was doing when I was younger, but like walking around and the neighborhood, seeing the lights up, trying to find the houses with just the most crazy displays. It's it's always fun. I mean, who doesn't like that? No, I think that's perfectly acceptable. I have you know houses in our neighborhood that are my favorite houses for Christmas lights because I know exactly what they're going to put up every year, and 
you know, I, I have my favorites and I'll go out of my way to drive down Lakeshore when I'm home to, to see all the, all the houses there. I mean, I love Christmas lights just as not just as much as the next guy. I think there's nothing wrong with that. There's always the there's the house where you're like, geez, what is their electric bill? <laughs> you know, like the one on uh, Moross and uh, Jefferson. And yeah, Jefferson. Your, your dad's friend. My dad's friend. Yeah, he knows him. I don't even know if he knows. I him. thought you told me that whole story about how you had to get that truck out of the mud. No, oh no, 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 that was different. That's that was, oh, that's the house down. with the best tree ever. Oh yeah, that is the best tree. But no, that is the best tree. No, this we actually when we were moving back when I was in high school, when we moved to this house, we were thinking about buying the house that's actually next door, Ooh. next door to that one that is super wild. Like the it's just packed with lights you literally cannot fit another light in their front yard and it's you can for, see it from space it's yeah. for every holiday i mean arbor day <laughs> labor day they're coming up with lights for every single ridiculous holiday and not ridiculous holiday all of them they don't discriminate no they do not how would you like being neighbors to that i know I, I, that would be ridiculous cars slowing down honking their horns <laughs> it's just like a big party 24 7 it's unbelievable you have to get blackout shades on every window <laughs> <laughs> well this this house in garden city is actually making the news. It's it's a it's a tourist attraction now when COVID has pretty much shut everything down. People look for things to do like this. They go to Garden City and see this Christmas light show, uh, the spectacle for the season. Thousands of bulbs, great playlists of Christmas music, and uh, obviously keep your neighbors up all night. But <laughs> but that's what's going on here. Um, what were they saying? Kyle Bostick. The Bostick Family Light Show in Garden City. They said, surprisingly, almost all the neighbors have thanked me or been supportive. We've had no negative comments or feedback. It's been very encouraging. It's uh, every day a 35-minute light show dazzles drivers and neighbors. The show features snowflakes in the roof, candy canes in the yard, string lights draped from a uh, down from a star. Um, I, I doubt it's a real star. And arches along the front <laughs> path of all the shining yeah. and impressive display of holiday cheer. Begins at 530 Every day, about four miles worth of tr- wire transmits electricity to 10,000 lights that illuminate in sync with the uh, a smorgasbord of Christmas and Trans-Siberian Orchestra strong, uh, songs. So, the complexity of this particular system is complex. The the, uh, the electric bill, you're right there. It's gonna be, <laughs> but think about that. Every day, it's something to do at 5.30. Let's go to Garden City and see the light show. Is he collecting donations? <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, you know, to I have to repair the hole in the ozone or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> all that to you know to pay his electric bill. His wife's probably pissed. When are you gonna Does take DTE give down? him a discount? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. They should for all the joy that he's bringing to the community. He's got to put a little advertisement in the front yard for DTE. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle, when are you bringing those lights down? It's a million people outside. It's a pandemic. God. <laughs> but it's all over the place. So another another thing to do. Oh my God. There's an FM transmitter which broadcasts a signal for anyone to hear on the radio. So you tune into 95.1 when the show starts in your car. Oh. And that's the music in sync with the light show. It's like a drive-up movie theater thing. I, well, yeah, like a drive-up light show. Yeah. That's, actually, well, that's a great idea. That's actually pretty cool. Interesting. 29195 Sheridan Street in Garden City. The address is right here in the stories, so they, they want people to come. All right. Time to go. Show will be up until January 1st, playing yeah, until 10 p.m. on weeknights and 10.30 p.m. on weekends. Oh, I guess it starts at 5.30. kind of goes all night. There you go. Oh, God. <laughs> what is he doing to property value? The neighbors love it, though. 
They love it. <laughs> the ones yeah, they it's interviewed. December third. Wait about a week or two. <laughs> the ones they interviewed. <laughs> when they can't turn into their driveway because there's traffic all up and down their street. Oh jeez. Sorry, maybe I'm being a bit of a Scrooge. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it's that time of year. We're all stressed. <laughs> Trying to take a break for at least one thing to just, I mean, ignore everything else but enjoy the lights. Did you guys see uh, Kirk Herbstreet's comments about U of M? Uh, I've heard about them. Yeah, I didn't get to see them. Well, Ward Manuel has clapped back calling Kirk Herbstreet a fool for saying what he said. Basically, here's what happened. And this is making, I believe this is making national news now. It's it's kind of getting up there into that realm of like, wow, this is this is big. But on Tuesday night, Herb Street said on ESPN that I think Michigan waves the white flag and potentially avoids playing Ohio State next week. Um, his reasoning was that by canceling the game, Michigan two and four right now has nothing to play for. Um, so they would be able to hurt its biggest rival. That they would not be able to. Well, what does this say? I mean, they wouldn't play, and they've lost fifteen oh, no, out they, of the sixteen they meetings would hurt, in the last school. They would hurt. Ohio State because then they wouldn't meet the requirements to play oh, in the Big Ten Championship. You're right. Ohio State's already missed two games if they didn't – or one game without playing Michigan would be two games if that happened. No, they – Right? They think they've I think they've missed two. Without playing Michigan, Ohio State having already missed two games in the season due to COVID-19. Yeah. So I guess if they did not play Michigan, it would be number three. And then they can't go to – well, it, according to the rules right now, they wouldn't make it to the Big Ten Championship. And potentially, if you don't make it to the Big Ten Championship, they wouldn't even consider you for the college football playoff because you just hadn't played enough games and they just... They'd no, no, rather... no, that's not true. There's no requirement for the... Uh, no, I know, playoffs. but I, I mean, if if you're playing an Ohio State team that has, what, five games, I mean, yeah. you're going to snub a, I don't know, Cincinnati that is like, <laughs> what are they, like... Four, well, I don't, they've played like eight games or nine games or something, and they're like 9-0 yeah. and oh or something. I don't I know. Think I think it feel raises like the question. I think it definitely raises the question, but I don't think it keeps Ohio State out for sure. Because think about it, the college football playoff has always said we try to put the best four teams together. And are you really going to say that Cincinnati's better than Ohio State? I mean, you're I, not wrong. <laughs> I mean, Cincinnati's probably more deserving because they got to play a full schedule, but I don't know if they're better. But, I mean, here's the thing. First of all, Kirk Herbstreet goes on ESPN and says this, and and somebody even, like, questioned him about it, and he doubled down right there on the air saying, yeah, I mean, basically implying that Michigan is awful, they're a horrible team, which they are, they have a horrible head coach, and do they really want to be – Completely. Oh, we're going to get into that later. I mean, we'll get into it now, but I mean, do they really want to be completely embarrassed by uh, the Buckeyes? I mean, so, you know, but the thing is, Herb Street is a national guy. He's in the know. Does he know something that, that you know, he may not want to reveal? Or is this just like a gut feeling? Because that's a pretty, like, polarizing gut feeling to just say, on a national show. So, and he did apologize for it, pretty much forced to apologize from what it seemed like. Yeah, look, do you want me to play the apology real quick? He posted it on Twitter. Hey, guys, um, just wanted to just uh, speak for a second about some comments that I made earlier tonight on our college football uh, ranking show. Made, made some comments about Michigan, about the potential of them waving a white flag and, and intentionally trying to avoid playing Ohio State by just saying, hey, we have too many cases and, and we're going to opt out. Um, I had no business at all saying that. 
I have no evidence of that. Wow. It's completely Oof. unfair to the University of Michigan. You want all uh, of Jim it. Harbaugh to his players and coaches. Kirk, you get on and Twitter right, right now and apologize. Kirk, it's anything, okay. They suck. You don't need to pander to them. They suck. I think we all go through some ups and downs. They're so many bad. Many downs for a lot of people during this COVID crisis that we're all in. And for me, um, in college football, I really struggle with where we are. Uh, players opting out, teams canceling games. Uh, it just seems like it's a downward spiral. And, and I, I think typically I try to remain positive and upbeat. And I think sometimes we all have our breaking points. And I think right now at week 14 with... Was, was that... This is pretty much the worst video ever made. <laughs> was that... I mean, which one of the ESPN bosses made him say that? I know. I know exa- was that comment a... a bri- is he saying that he reached a breaking point in saying that? Isn't that a little melodramatic maybe that's what his boss told him he said i've reached a breaking point kirk you gotta get on there <laughs> with so much negativity surrounding you can't be the sport, bad talking my uh that's sometimes my a pressure point for me you gotta remember <laughs> Again, this i did not ESPN. mean to insinuate yeah. i have no evidence hey, michigan right now they're, they're trying to to do the best they can of, <laughs> of uh, trying to cover oh my god um, and, and contain a virus from spreading on that rock he's still making little jabs at us hope they can play saturday against maryland hope they can play against ohio state um, so again, I, I misspoke. Yeah, I bet he'd like I'm to see him play against Ohio State. Um, <laughs> I think I was more just trying to say this is happening around the country. Uh, no we're one, seeing well, that. Not really. Uh, but it was un- completely uncalled for. No one's waving the white Michigan flag. Is potentially doing that. I, I have absolutely no evidence of that. So, so uh, to Michigan, to their fans, wait, to, especially to Jim Harbaugh <laughs> and to those players, I uh, hope, hope everybody's okay regarding the COVID. And um, hope, again, Stop I hope whining. Stop whining. <laughs> And get their, their last two games in and, and wish them all the best. I, I got a 25-year track record of not being a guy that pokes at Michigan, even though I'm an Ohio State guy. And um, you just I did. take a lot of pride in being fair. And I was not fair tonight, and I apologize. Oh, oh my no. God. He sounds like he said something like... What you just said <laughs> is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. <laughs> He's apologizing like he actually said something offensive. I know. We we are just in an overly apologetic world right now. I mean, every little thing that people say just gets like backlash from somebody because of Twitter. Because everybody has a voice, so somebody's gonna be offended about everything people say. You know, There's gonna acting, be somebody out there. Like he got on there and said Jim Harbaugh hates orphans. <laughs> <laughs> I have evidence that Jim Harbaugh has murdered orphans. God, <laughs> uh, guys, I apologize. Wow. <laughs> the the one the one like argument. I can see is like, oh, you can't say that because then you're you're making COVID not as serious. Like, eh, if they don't want to play because of COVID, it's because they're taking it seriously, and your comments make it seem like it's not so serious. But he didn't yeah, even say that. It's it's not not even, but it doesn't even really thing to do with COVID. He I just know. thinks they're gonna stop playing because like we don't want to face Ohio State. You know what I heard? I heard that most of these games that have been canceled, if they really wanted to play them, they could have been played. But they're like the the big thing that stops people from playing is their the number of scholarship athletes that they have to bring to the to the game. Like they don't want to come with a bunch of walk-ons essentially. Oh boy. So it, it it sounds like if you really really wanted to, Michigan could have played either Maryland or potentially Ohio State in two weeks. But they don't want to go with you know a bunch of walk-ons. They still might play Ohio State. Yeah, yeah. The game is not yeah. this. This game against Maryland's been canceled this weekend, but I mean, Ohio State is is next weekend. And how many games has Maryland played? I feel like Maryland's canceled every uh, game. Let's see. 
Probably. Like, <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. I thought I saw somewhere. I thought I saw somewhere that I thought it was Boise State, and it might have might have even been Boise State basketball canceled the game, um, not because of positive cases, but just because of like local ordinances. And I know Stanford, because of local laws, has relocated football to like Arizona or something like that, and their basketball team is going to be playing in North Carolina for the time being. Oh yeah, I did hear about this. Maryland's two and two, four games, yeah, yeah. which is the lowest. Well, I think they had that game against Minnesota on um, besides Wisconsin on uh, the day before Halloween on the thirtieth. That OT game, the forty-five to forty-four game that ever that nobody watched. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that must have been Friday night. <laughs> anyway, so that's that's Kirk Herbstreit apologizing uh, for uh, for what he said, pandering to his bosses. Does. Yeah. Does it, I agree. No, I mean, you're 100% right. There's no question about it. There's no question about it. Kirk, you better get on Twitter right now. <laughs> you can't believe you said that. You take I that do, back. I do want to say that Ward Manual also sounded really silly. Oh, yeah. And, and getting angry at Herb Street, he said something like, like, Michigan prides ourselves on playing anybody anytime. And, I mean, he's like, we're the winningest program for a reason. <laughs> Just last year or a couple years ago, they paid like one and a half million dollars to get out of a game with UCLA. Like they don't play anybody anytime. Like they pick and choose who they play all the time. Yeah, it's not like they're off. They're off. Uh, what is it? Out of conference schedules, like ridiculous or something like that. M- Manuel said, "I think it's ridiculous. I have to pause because my words, the anger. I was infuriated by the insinuation that Michigan would do anything other than play a football game. To insinuate that, to say something other than that, a, yeah. is a statement by a fool." Oh, he called him a fool. He went on to say, yeah, he did. That's the guy who keeps Harbaugh around. Yeah. (laughs) I can't tell you how embarrassed I am for the Big Ten Conference to have one of their representatives who played this game say that about any team in this conference and to say it about college football and these student athletes around this country who are trying to play games during a pandemic is ridiculous and sad. He's having a tough time. He's he's just your team's bad. Does anybody like Harbaugh anymore? Does, is there any Michigan fan out there who wants to see him coach next year? Who are they gonna get instead? It's a, oh Jesus! Such a terrible argument. Who are they gonna get instead? Two four eight. <laughs> it's the Here, world. nobody. You can't available. get better. Yeah, Matt Patricia's. Okay, why don't they just swap roles? <laughs> Matt no. can take the, uh, the the Wolverines. Yeah, because. And then, uh, and then Jimmy Boy can come up to the big leagues again and see what he can do with the Lions. See how long it takes for him to be run out of town. I don't think it can get any worse for either team. Replace <laughs> one loser with another. <laughs> it's it's bad, man. I but I, uh, Harbaugh can't be the coach forever. He just can't be. I mean, what, what what's happening? What? Am, am I going nuts? Why is he the coach? Are they gonna keep? Are they really gonna keep him? Oh, absolutely. What what what's going on? Am, got, am I, am well, I going crazy? Same what idiot, happened in Michigan? The same idiot who you just quoted, Ward Manuel, is uh, he doesn't. He's too afraid to fire him. Then he should be gone too. It's he, it's, he keeps it's it up. He might be. He might be. I don't know. See, that's a stupid decision. I think it's that the donors. The donors love hearing all of Jimmy Boy's stories about Bo. Yeah, but Alex, they've got to be getting sick of him by now. Well, eventually, some of those donors are going to die off. They got to be old. I'm sure they are. Did you realize that Bo never won a national championship? 
Oh yes, of course I've realized that. Do the Michigan fans realize? <laughs> I that don't. Thing? I don't understand. It. He hey, really, wait, be careful what you say. I, it's kind of ridiculous. I don't understand how he's so like hyped up. If anything, you Lloyd Carr at least did something. Sure, Lloyd Carr won a championship. Why don't you hype him up? <laughs> I don't know. Jim loves him. Yeah, I know. It's... You remember when he came to the team and he was like, "I drive down the same street that Bo did oh, when I was going to the." I was going to the big house for the practice, and I thought to myself, I wonder what Bo was thinking right now on this road. I wonder what Bo I want to kiss you. <laughs> Just I'm sure he's still saying stuff like that. Man. He's got it. That's how he gets his money. You know, he, why can't they just pay him, like, you know, if the donors really like you. Okay, Jim, they, they really like you. But you're not really a good coach. So what we'll do, the donors can keep paying you. They'll pay you directly. And you can just be in the end zone with your khakis, with your headset, under your mask like a fool. Oh, my. Why does he do that? It looks ridiculous, but you can do it. You can jump up and down. It looks you like You can he's... cheer the team on. You'll be the cheerleader and the mascot since we don't have one. And you can just take the reins on that. We'll get a real coach. And you can just be the uh, the, the cheerleader. And, and that'll be your the mascot. And that and can be your role. And pay him $8 million a year sure. to do that. <laughs> the don- if the donors want to pay him, pay him. Just a gift, pretty much. They don't have a mascot. They, they could have one. <laughs> Opportunity is right there. <laughs> Stick them in a Wolverine suit. Oh, my Worst God. idea. A Wolverine or, suit or, with or, khakis. Or, or make a big, like, plush Jim Harbaugh suit and then have him in it. <laughs> <laughs> that let's, would be great. Let's see who's under that mask. It is Jim Harbaugh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'd be great. Um... That's basically where they're going. You know, we have to talk about this with um, Matt Patricia and Bob Quinn. Is is this the right move? Are you happy with this? What? It's not the wrong move. (laughs) Well, they're gone. Thank God. I mean, God, are they a bad bad duo. It was so bad. What a disaster. It was so bad. I mean, seriously, this is probably some of the lowest I have seen the Lions. Even when they were 0-16, you're like, Okay, we, we know that this is totally being rebuilt and turned around. We're starting scratch. We're getting a new QB. We got Stafford probably coming up in the draft, which they did, and they were starting up. There's zero hope right now. No, I mean, there awful. is zero. I mean, to put up zero points two weeks ago, and then the Thanksgiving game embarrassment where Sheila is all over Twitter, the head in her hands. <laughs> in the hands. I mean, you everyone saw that. I mean, it was a joke. It was a joke. So, in... It, I just hate how Matt Patricia always considered himself smarter than everybody else. When he was doing his press conferences, when he was talking to the media, when he was talking to fans, he thought, and I, I can just sense it, I know it, he thought he was the smartest guy in the room. I mean, he just didn't want to take crap from anybody. Did anybody else in the room have a pencil in their ear? <laughs> uh, does anybody else in the room have a degree in rocket science? <laughs> Just a joke. Thank God he did not make that rocket. I'm so glad he's gone. Those astronauts would not be doing well. I, I, you know, I still don't know who's running the ship. I mean, there is Sheila. There is um. Did you Rod hear Wood her comment did about you? how like Rod Wood is going to be looking or helping to for the search? She yeah. was putting a lot on Rod Wood. First of all, and she thought she the, thought they were going to make the playoffs two weeks ago. Yeah, before I know. They lost. That was unbelievable. That's to me. also <laughs> scary to think of. 
I thought 10 days ago we had a chance to make the playoffs. <laughs> now I'm seeing that's not a reality. What? Uh, you Bob think? Quinn is just a really good con artist. He's got to be. Really? He, he brought in Matt Patricia, and he was a disaster. Is it, he, what is it, a snake oil salesman? Is that what they call him when they just like sell you something that's just... Sheila, come here. Come here. Take a look, <laughs> Take a look at this. See this? Patriots, New England, <laughs> footballs, championships. Ooh, sounds good. I mean, it wasn't Sheila. It was it was Martha, but was same probably, thing. It was probably Sheila, too. Well, it was you, both of them. You think at 90-whatever years old, 93 years old, she was making I'm that I'm sure they were decision. both involved, but the, the fact remains, Patriots way, Patriots way. Yes, bring them in. Bring them in. We got it. We got it. We'll <laughs> tell the fans. <laughs> they're not rose-colored glasses. They're Honolulu blue glasses. <laughs> I also don't have any faith that they're going to know what they're doing for their next hire. And I also get sick of people talking about who the next head coach is going to be before there's a GM. Can we get the GM first? Any talk about a head coach Eric before a GM B is enemy. ridiculous. Well, we got to move this Rod Wood guy over to business ops, not football ops. I thought he was in business ops, but it feels like there's nobody else to take control of this. Can you do football too? I mean, that's what it seems like. No, it's the definitely mo- The most rinky-dink like. organization. They're so bad. So bad. It, it hopefully Rob would at least like hire some people to help him look for somebody. Don't I would you hope think so. so. I would hope so. What didn't he? Didn't How can he, this be in Rod Wood's hands? He's he, a finance guy. He said he literally said there's no other NFL organization that would hire him. When he <laughs> when he came into the job, he literally said that. I know he did. I I, I remember that quote. <laughs> oh, you that, know who? You know who I heard is looking for a job in football analytics? Uh, James Holzhauer from Jeopardy. Oh, really? Yeah, let's get him on. He's a genius. He won Jeopardy. He won Jeopardy. (laughs) (laughs) He should. He should. He'd be better than anybody else. I mean, he's putting money in the games. I mean, he knows. I mean, if anyone has more of a stake in the game, I don't know. It's got to be him. That's what they need. They need someone with real money. So, you guys watched the the Thanksgiving Day football games, right? I watched. Parts of it. I was in the car for a little bit. But was it Deshaun Watson? Did Did you charity? see that fake punt by Dallas on like fourth and like eleven in their own like red zone? Basically, no. But I that? love fake punts. I did not. So though. it was a fake. It was a fake punt. But they were on their like own twenty-five or thirty-yard line. It was obviously not a situation where you should punt. And uh, James Holzhauer tweeted out something like, "I guess there was a, a connection where he had spoken to." Uh, the Cowboys head coach, what's his name? McCarthy. Is that right? The old Packers coach. Yeah. McCarthy, uh, Mike McCarthy. And, and uh, I guess he had spoken to him about possibly being an analyst for him in Dallas. And James Holzhauer tweeted out something to the effect of like, just to be clear, McCarthy and I never spoke about punt, uh, fake punt situation. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, he's, uh, he's got potential and he's out there. So, uh, Mr. Mr. Wood, just uh, take note. They're out there for you. I know. Just get someone else. It's fine if you don't know anything. Same, just we'll be, hire someone who does. We're going through the same thing in uh, three years. Please don't hire like Andy Reid's coaching staff or something ridiculous like that. This this um Matt Patricia. Wait, why not? Bielma's good, isn't he? Or Bielma? I mean, it's fine to get one of them, but like don't. Right, but the new Kansas City, the Kansas City way. Exactly. Patriots That's what I'm we'll try Kansas City. Why don't you just try the Lions? Exactly. You need to do something different. You can't be the Patriots or Kansas City. 
You know, it, it never works twice because it, it had to perfectly come together that one time in order to have it. You had to get Mahomes. Yeah. You had to get Andy Reid. You had to have the enemy. You had to have all these things kind of come together. It's not going to work for you to mimic them. Did you watch well, that? Well, do you think there'll ever be a lion's way? <laughs> maybe when we're dead. No, but maybe they can be like the Jaguars and make it to like the NFC Championship game or something like that, you know, and then die again. <laughs> <laughs> Just one chance like they had in the early 90s. It was the AFC, yeah. Um, did you see the game against um, Mahomes and Brady? When was that? That was that, um, it was Sunday, right? Was that Sunday night? Was that Sunday night's game? Yeah, the, the, it was Sunday. a It was a one-point win. Was a I saw game. Tyreek Hill score like 50 points. I know. Oh, my God. Uh, sorry to anybody on Fantasy who uh, played uh, against Tyreek. Sorry for your loss. I mean, man, that, I don't even know who it was, but <laughs> anybody out there listening. That was unbelievable, but that was another great game. I, I will I will say really quick, guys. This burner account story, this this fake oh Patricia's burner account. Yeah did you did you hear about like everything going on with this? Because it's it was like yeah, he was going on there being like the Lions would be the winningest team in the world if they just listened to me. The, so <laughs> wait what? So basically, there was this account on Twitter. It was at Eddie P. Now uh, Matt's middle name is Edward, and it was only tweeting. Basically, at the beginning of this season, and it was like all this like pro lion stuff, pro Patricia stuff, <laughs> and it was very obvious that this guy was either Patricia or just the biggest Patricia fan. His followers were like only NFL people, um, Barstool and Patriots people, and Alliance cheerleaders were like his only followers. And he would tweet stuff at the beginning of the season, just very little, and then he was silent until he was fired. And then the account got active again, and he was responding to all these comments about people saying like. Matt Patricia was the worst, and he would go back and say, like, um, Matt Patricia did all he could. Bob Quinn was the real problem. <laughs> People would comment about Stafford, and then he would say stuff. The, the account would say, like, Stafford is uncoachable or something along those lines. <laughs> and it was like, this this is Patricia, right? And this story took off. And that was the whole rumor, like, is, is Patricia running this burner account? Because it has Wait, happened. So this, this, this account was followed by, like, Barstool and Patriot. No, he, and no, he followed. No, he followed oh. them. He oh. followed them. Oh, and I think somebody just made it up. Well, that's the whole point. The whole point is today it came out that somebody, um, Dylan Cardwell, created a fake burner account. He faked out the faked out. It's honestly kind of hilarious. Wait, wait, wait. Dylan Cardwell? You mean Jim Caldwell? <laughs> <laughs> Is there a third level to this? <laughs> well, well, this guy, Dylan Cardwell, was scrolling the internet. He was reading stories about um, when Bill O'Brien was... Coaching. Who's the only one here who knows the illegal ninja moves from the government? <laughs> <laughs> when Bill O'Brien was the coach of um, the Houston Texans, uh, they ha he had that alleged burner account. Cardwell was convinced O'Brien had a burner or someone close to him was running the account, uh, like what happened to former Philadelphia 76ers GM... Um, what was it in 2018? Brian Col Scalabrini? No, no. Brian Colangelo or whatever it is. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, well, KD, Kevin Durant also had burner accounts. Oh, yeah. KD's, he's infamous for that. So they're out there, and, and this guy, Cardwell, was saying, I was a true believer. I thought it was Bill O'Brien and Adam, Adam Gacy behind. Uh, his alleged burner account. So I was curious to see how easily it would be for somebody to make a burner account for somebody famous. 
And he found out with a little uh, easy planning, it's it's pretty easy. It's not that hard. So so Cardwell figured he needed a coach that was generally not liked by his fan base and one that I knew could potentially be fired in the season oh, or the right after one. the season. So his personal social experiment would not have to run indefinitely. So he settled on Matt Patricia, did a little Wikipedia research, created an imposter account and bio that poorly disguised his fake identity. He claimed to be married Father of three, just like Patricia, and a tech nerd playing off Patricia's engineering background, hmm. used the handle Eddie P. Lions fan because Patricia's middle name, Edward, went to work subtweeting Lions beat writers and fans in order to get noticed. Coach Patricia does a great job managing injuries when he's allowed input, read one tweet. The team will look very good this year, and they're very fortunate to have a coach like Patricia leading them, read another. <laughs> <laughs> there was a tweet by Dave Burkett. And Matt Patricia called Decker the first wave of contract extensions the Lions want to get done. Who's next in the wave? And then Eddie P. Wrote, or wrote on Twitter, Taylor Decker is a key piece to the offense. Everything goes through the offensive line. Everyone knows that. A handful <laughs> of fans replied to the tweets, noting how um, it was very obvious that there was a strong support for Patricia, with several even suggesting that it might be his burner account. <laughs> um, so it, it kind of goes on and on and on. Uh, the account went to great lengths to defend Patricia. Uh, there were stories written about it. Even Barstool wrote a story, uh, Deadspin did, saying how is this is this is Matt Patricia. This is him. Um, on Wednesday... Yesterday, when we're recording this, Cardwell tweeted a video of him switching from his regular Twitter account, the Rams Report IG, to the Eddie P. Lions fan one, showing he was behind the burner that had plenty of people in Detroit and on social media wondering whether Patricia or someone close to him was defending his work on Twitter. Um, Card- Cardwell was kind of surprised that it took off. He said he was not expecting to do as much as it did. Honestly, like I thought there would be something like mainly just within the Lions fan base, there'd be a little bit of chatter. It got a lot bigger than I had anticipated. It went from in just a little over a day, one follower to now we're like at 2,500 in oh a little God. over wow. a day. Can you believe that? Wow. It was a social experiment. <laughs> wow. Good for him. There's think- definitely going to be copycats for that. Oh, Holy yeah. cow. Well, I, I guess it's good for <laughs> now. Now, could- now the coaches can go out and make burner accounts, and people can just say, like, oh, it's another fake burner account or something. <laughs> and the, the real coach or you behind could be like it. Eric Ebon, just run your own main account as a burner account. <laughs> go after Mike Sullivan pretty much every day. <laughs> Have you seen that? Feud? That's one of my new favorite internet feuds. Uh, well, it's not really new, but Ebron and Sully yeah. go after it. It's. No, it's, I appreciate them. They're pretty funny. They call him Droptimus Prime. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 really funny, but he, I mean, to have Barstool, to think about that, to create a fake burner account, having Barstool right about you, have Deadspin right about you, have the have the free press and then the news right about you. I mean, it's just going. It was going crazy. So I, I mean, well done. I give him big props. I think that's incredible. I really do. So whose burner account are we gonna make? That's a good idea. I don't know. Who's who's going to be the next coach to get fired? Somebody people don't like. Jim Harbaugh. Ooh. Oh, now we're cooking with fire. That's got potential. I think it has to be. It's Who be. else is going to be? It's got to be Harbaugh. I think we could tweet so much crazy stuff that people would, they wouldn't even, they would just be like, yeah, this is Harbaugh. We should or make a fake like, yeah, burner account, yeah. Well, who does he have to blame? I mean, he's not going to be able to say, like, Ward Manuel did something. I mean, it is kind of 
him running the ship. Don uh, Don Brown. <laughs> Don Brown's the real reason for the Michigan Wolverines' failure. Take a look at what he's done. He'll start. He'll start. Start subtweeting the players. I never should have slept on the floor of that kicking recruit. <laughs> I never should have climbed that tree. Damn it. Hey. <laughs> that would not be that bad. I, I would love that, man. Did you, uh, when he walked on the hardwood floors with his cleats, do you remember that? Oh, yeah. Did you hear that? Yeah, like he literally, like he was recruiting this one player, and he, I think the player eventually said no because he literally walked on his, like, mother's hardwood floors with cleats. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. The guy's a psycho. Why would you? Yeah, Harbaugh probably put on his cleats to play catch with the kid in the front yard. (laughs) My floors! (laughs) You're not going to Michigan. Who walks on hardwood floors with cleats? I just had these redone. Exactly. Thousands of dollars. (laughs) Get out of here, Jim. What a jerk! He just got a big old Jim fucking prince in the middle of the <laughs> in the middle of the hardwood floor. Thanks, Jimmy. A remind, a reminder. Can you imagine of- coming up for Thanksgiving. You see those prints right in the middle of the hardwood floor. <laughs> like, yeah, made some dumb mis- decisions in my day. <laughs> just the thought, like Jim's like, oh, sorry, we'll send we'll send somebody to fix them. Just like silent. Then <laughs> never heard from again. <laughs> Did you guys um you guys know that there's a big freighter stuck in the Detroit River, right? No, I didn't hear this actually. Blocking traffic. It's unbelievable. It's been there for I think 2 days now. It was in the middle of the Detroit River in a channel, which is a very thin channel, dug out for the freighters going downbound, loses engine power, starts drifting, turns sideways, gets uh, grounded in in sand pretty much, and it is stuck blocking the channel. So now all these tugs for the past two days have been trying to get it out. Meanwhile, all these ships above it in the Detroit River and St. Clair River are just stuck. Just they're anchored waiting. It's it's like a it's like the biggest traffic jam in your life. Damn, I wish I could go see this. They're waiting for days. It's it's unbelievable. Look I mean, they're they're taking pictures of it. There's videos of it everywhere. But I mean that's the it's it's a thin channel and, and there it is. It's an ocean boat. Do they have any pictures of the traffic? They tried turning it off and turning it back on. <laughs> <laughs> Unplugging it and plugging it back in. No, there's. I don't think there's pictures of the traffic jam, but, I mean, if anyone was uh, driving along the Detroit River uh, just uh, north of Port Huron, you'll see, like, dozens of ships just anchored there waiting. They look like they could do it. You could make that. You could you could make that if you really wanted to. Yeah, you know, sometimes know. if you get seaweed stuck in the propeller, if you just turn it on in reverse, it'll come right out. Somebody should tell them that. Maybe that's what happened. <laughs> No, they said something along the lines of like there was like a like a like a lubrication failure, <laughs> some oil failure. Nice. Where just uh, yeah, exactly. Just killed the engine. But the the thing is, they have like four tugs working at it, and they can't get it to move. It's it's stuck. I mean, it's it's literally stuck for two <laughs> so days. So even if they do get it started again, it's not going to get moving. Well, I don't know. I mean, I guess they're working on it, but it sounds like it. Yeah, they're just stuck in sand. I don't know what they're going to have to do. Have they all tried getting out and just pushing? <laughs> <laughs> we'll just take this ship and push it somewhere else. <laughs> How could that go wrong? I, we really need to get in on these calls. Is there like a like a radio line we can tap in on and give them some suggestions? Yeah. Wait, let's call some of the crew. They've got nothing better to do. <laughs> we should, you know, I, honestly, I would love that. I mean, not even the crew on this ship, but the crew on any of the, like, the 20 ships waiting above it. <laughs> I mean, they're just waiting there. And meanwhile, all these plants are waiting for their materials or waiting to load them up or I'd unload them, whatever. I'd love to get a crew member on the show and just 
see what they're doing to pass the time. <laughs> see if I can pull some strings. See what I can get. I'm part of the fans of ships on a Facebook page. Fans of the Great Lakes ships. It was a Facebook page for we everything. Just, we could just take your family's boat out there and just start honking and <laughs> say, call this number at this time. By the way, quick, speaking of Facebook, there was a post that I, I, I screenshot it. It was... Oh, when, I sent this to you guys, didn't I? Yes, yeah, really we have to year. talk about this. Okay, okay. I, you know what? I'd actually like to see if it's still up on Facebook, but do you remember what when I sent it to you? It was like a good week and a half ago. By the way, was, really quick, um, there's a new group now created. The, <laughs> the Coyote and Turkey Watch. And Turkey? Yeah. So there's been a lot of coyote sightings lately in the area, and people on the... On the, on the uh, GPP community page are freaking out about it. Well, They're the, just, the, oh my god, coyotes! Coy- unbelievable! Hide your dogs, hide your children. It's amazing. There's coyotes around. Yeah, it's, they probably won't nuts. Touch, they probably won't touch your kids, but maybe your dog. Yeah, they will. They, they could. They, they could. They could. Hide your wife. <laughs> hide your wife. Hide your kids. Cause they're coyotes everywhere. <laughs> So they're doing what they can, but now oh, there's... What like, about the turkeys? They're, they're afraid of the turkeys? Well, there's turkeys now wandering around the city, too, I guess. Those are those are going to kill their dog, too? I don't know if they're going to kill their dogs, but it's worth making a Facebook page about. <laughs> I saw the coyote two hours ago in my backyard on this street and this address. Just be on the lookout. So it's just now a new community page to, uh, I guess, uh, rant about. I'm sure it'll get political very soon. Um, <laughs> they passed a they passed a law about this like last year, didn't you hear about this? You can like shoot a coyote on sight if you see it. Are you serious? Point, yeah. No way. I think you can. Yeah. Are you kidding the, me? Like in the city, what? You can't fire a gun in the city. I think you can. Are you kidding me? No. There's no, no don't way. Spread that. Don't don't spread that information. It, Fake news. If anyone has Zach, any- <laughs> can, can we get some corroboration on this? I'm not sure if this is right. I'm pretty sure you could do this, Alex. Shoot a coyote. I found the post, but. I'm going to go actually to the Facebook page to see if it's still there because I know we've talked about um, these these fun pages before, but um, where, where the hell is it? These these pages are honestly really crazy because, I mean, you know, sometimes there's good stuff, but a lot of times it's people spouting about politics, spouting about signs, lost dogs, everything that's ridiculous, and it gets very, very crazy. Teenage um, hooligans running around. <laughs> or what was the post about some teenagers running around without enough clothes on or something? Without a mask. If if your daughter's running around the neighborhood without any clothes on. <laughs> um. Okay, this is it. This was a few weeks ago on, uh, let's see, in late November. If you are walking your thimble-sized doggy off-leash and my dog thinks she's a fucking squirrel and tries to attack or attacks her, please don't try to blame it on the liberals. This has nothing to do with politics and everything to do with your non-compliance with the leash laws in this city. Also, am I not the bitch you screamed at? You screamed I am? Or am I? When I told you your dog should be on a leash... I am simply pointing out your continued lack of concern for your pet. To the readers, this is not the first time. Get it together, crusty old dude with the pint-sized cute doggy that you continue to put at risk. Moreover, you're supposed to clean up after her droppings. Get a poo snatcher if you're too old and bent to pick it up yourself. P.S. The world doesn't need humans like you. Peace the fuck out! 101 comments, 77 reactions. Yeah. Wow, more comments than reactions. That's pretty good, actually. It, well, you 
when there's more comments than reactions, you know it's it's drawn up a lot of controversy in the comments. Do not blame the liberals. For- <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> I, love, I love how the guy like it, some dog like rushes his his dog and he goes, "Damn liberals!" <laughs> <laughs> well, is this what the world's coming to? That is outrageous. Somebody says, "Aren't neighbors a hoot?" Is this guy in the farms? Because if not, he has a twin there. <laughs> it's amazing how many dogs are off leash here. OMG! Oh my god. Maybe he needs a ticket to curb his behavior, and yes, he is responsible for putting his pet at risk. Happens all too often if someone's dog comes at me, as much as I love animals, I will defend mine at all costs. That's a promise. Use a leash! This is an elite level dog poop post. 18 likes. Wow, it just goes on and on. Um, Do they think only liberals use leashes? I have so many questions. (laughs) That's somebody who doesn't get it. You know, I don't even get it. It's ridiculous. You don't get it either. Nobody gets it. (laughs) I know exactly what you're talking about. He walks down uh, this street almost every day. Dog at least six to eight feet ahead of him. No leash. (laughs) They're just naming streets off. I don't know why people hate leash laws so much. It's like liberal has become code for follow laws for the good of others. It's safer for your dog and everyone needs to keep them on a leash. Oh, my God. So this is what this has become, too. I mean, what a great community page. I mean, you know, you want to make sure your community is safe. But, I mean, these posts, too, extremely important. We need these opinions out there. And we need the 101 comments. I mean, man. Everyone has something to say about it. Everyone has a voice. Everyone has a voice. Gotta love it. <laughs> Never mind. What? Go ahead. I want to hear it. it was, I'm sure it was going to be good. <laughs> I was going to say, we need to find a picture of of like Biden walking his dog without a leash and just watch people <laughs> lose their minds. <laughs> that would be perfect to put in the post here. <laughs> oh, my God. These, I, I swear to God, I could read these comments all day. It, it's just unbelievable. This is bullying, and if you don't think it is, look up the definition. We're in the middle of a global pandemic. Tension is high. It is not the time or place, nor should it be, to bully somebody and to tell them to peace the F out, to call him an old, crusty dude on a public community page. This page is supposed to bring the community together and not tear community members down. If this year has taught us anything, it's that life is short, so be kind if he's violating an ordinance and have a mature adult conversation with this gentleman and let him know your concern in a respectful and kind way no need to post on a public page report him if you have to but don't stoop to his level oh my god unbelievable unbelievable um speaking of ridiculous stuff the bachelor has been a little uh, lackluster lately i'm not sure if you guys have been following it i doubt it because i'm the only one who cares in the show obviously but it's been a little a little boring the only thing that really happens is that Tasha just loves making out with everybody she is just a complete attention you know what I mean, really, big time. On the most dramatic of the se- dramatic season of The Bachelor ever. You you want to know what happened? Chris had to come really. in to tell the guys that he's he's not going to be hosting for the week because he's taking his kid to college. So they brought in a a, a pinch hit coat or pinch hit oh, host. Jeez. So he he was out and about, um, you know, taking his kid to college. He might be back. We're not sure. Maybe he I mean, just taking his of kid to Zoom class. I'm I, confused. I mean, I, I don't know what's going on either. I mean, this was yeah filmed. It would have been the beginning of the semester, I guess. So August. So is he going to be out in like three weeks when he has to pick his kid back up from college because <laughs> they canceled in-person classes? 
I have a feeling that could happen. Who knows? Guys, I gotta take another leave of absence. I gotta move my kid back into my house. I guess I'm stuck with him now again. So, who knows? But that that's what happened. Tasha just loves the attention, loves kissing. Sixty grand for Zoom. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, money well spent, right? Uh, and the other thing that's really going on. There's just this bickering between these two guys, Bennett and Noah. Bennett. Oh, I actually saw this this week. Oh, did you, did you watch this week, Alex? I watched some. I watched some. Bennett is a uh, Harvard grad. Ooh, just an incredible smart person. I I kind of liked incredible, Bennett at the start. Incredible. Wait, is he a Harvard grad? I missed that. Yeah, I didn't hear that. That's, a million times he said it. I, I know. I know. It's like you know Andy saying he went to Cornell. It's it's kind of the same thing here. He he he's a real I mean, he, he is a dick. Let's be honest. He, he's very arrogant. And they had a two-on-one. Well, gift he tried to give him, right? Uh, and an incredible, <laughs> incredible ass. <laughs> Who played that? <laughs> I am looking right at him. Alex. Oh, okay. No, I didn't play it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the whole thing between, like, Bennett and Noah. Bennett doesn't think Noah's there for the right reasons. And Bennett gave, like, there was a two-on-one date that... Tasha set up because she wants to get to the bottom of this high school teenage boy drama. So they went on this two-on-one date, and before Tasha showed up, it's just Bennett and Noah. They're sitting together. Bennett brings Noah a gift. Noah's twenty-five or, or twenty-four, and Bennett is like the Harvard grad. He's like thirty-seven, I believe. Uh, so Bennett brought Noah a quote-unquote gift. It was extremely sarcastic. Zach, um, you want to know what it was? Absolutely. Take a guess. Take a guess. On what the gift was? Yeah, it was a book on emotional intelligence. <laughs> oh my god! What the fuck? <laughs> that was part of it. The other part was a a pair of socks with mustaches on it. Because Noah had a mustache, he shaved it off, and then Bennett gave these socks to Noah and said, "This is the only place where you should be having a mustache on your socks." What? Budumts. Anyway. But yeah, a book on emotional intelligence. And Bennett's there giving Noah this lecture about there's four levels of emotional intelligence, yada, 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 yada. I think you are deficient in three out of four of those levels. And he went on and on and on about this this long, elaborate, just, I mean, so arrogant. I mean, how This weird. woman, she's a basket case. <laughs> so so Tasha comes in and is just like this high school boy drama needs to stop and then she like looks in the table and she says what's in the box and then there's this like concerned look on Bennett's face and then it's a to be continued so that's the end of the episode oh god so we'll see what happens next week I actually week. cannot wait to see how that ends because that was <laughs> that was so bad it was so that was the most condescending thing I've ever seen it was so condescending it was just so bizarre that he would do this to, to like bring this weird fake condescending gift to your foe. Oh, it was just weird. But are you, are you hooked now, Alex? Are you are you in on this? No. Oh, come on. Come on. It's it's come it's on. captivating. It's the most dramatic season ever. I'm I'm hooked on what's going to happen in this this uh, boy feud, but I'm not <laughs> hooked on the show. Well, once you start watching next week, I have a feeling it'll it'll uh it'll draw you right in. Then I'll have to watch to the end. I mean, I mean, we don't want anyone there for the wrong reasons. Unless, I mean, this is the Bachelorette. Speaking about someone being there for the wrong reasons, can we talk about this hearing that happened last night? Oh yeah, Alex, go ahead because this was something that I I saw the headline, but I didn't read about it. But this, this is so crazy. All right, I'm going to pull up this story from the uh, Washington Post because I think it explains it pretty well. So there was a hearing last night 
at the Michigan legislature. Um, and I don't know what the main point of it was. I know what but- it is. It's it's Rudy Giuliani there. He's he's uh it's it's basically about the, the voter fraud in Michigan. I know, and- but I don't know what the point of the hearing was because all the cases are closed in Michigan, aren't they? Is this a fact? I don't know. Maybe maybe this is part of a... No, this wasn't a court hearing. This was a hearing with the legislature of, I think, Giuliani trying to convince them to somehow make the electoral voters give the votes to Trump. I don't know. But anyway... So I'm not sure either. There, so there was this hearing last night, and um, I'm just going to read this. So weeks after Melissa Carone uh, was tapped by the Trump campaign as a star witness in Michigan... Little appeared to be going as planned with the contract IT worker's testimony. Uh, And then yada, yada, yada. Um, But she was in front of a Michigan House panel on Wednesday, dressing down a Republican lawmaker as she loudly insisted, without proof, that tens of thousands of votes had been counted twice. At one point, she was audibly shushed by Trump campaign attorney Rudolph Giuliani. So you know things are bad when Giuliani's telling you to just maybe tone it down a little bit. So why don't why don't you play some of the audios, Max? Because this was so funny. She is a goofus. <laughs> let me let this me pull her, it up. This is her talking about. Um, I guess she was she was a contract worker who claimed that thousands of illegal votes had been smuggled inside of food vans um, into the ballot counting areas. The, and, the poll, and they're the, the using her testimony. It's completely here. off. Completely off. Off that by 30,000? I'd say that poll book is off by over 100,000. That poll book? Why don't you look at the registered voters on there? How many registered voters oh are my on there? God. <laughs> Did you, do you even know the answer to that? No, I guess it's... I'm trying to by the way, really quick. She looks like... I was saying this before the show. She she was out late last night. or She either hammered right now or she was out late. She woke up, didn't know where she was. Oh, I got to throw in these clothes. I got to go to a hearing right now. And she's just so out of it. I mean, just completely out of it from what it seems like at least. Zero. Zero. There's zero. So my question then... Is if the guess how many? Wait, what about what about how what what about the turnout rate? One hundred and twenty percent. Let's uh, let's let Representative Johnson ask his plastic question. So, <laughs> so the poll book number. Okay, there, there's Jesus. two things that could happen here. Either the poll book number, if ballots were called multiple multiple times, there, there's two options. Option number one is that the poll book numbers are not going to match. They the, don't. The actual. Not by thousands and thousands of votes. That's not what we see right now. You that, take a look again. One. Take a look again. Option number two is that it's like a debate. Essentially, we're we're filling in names of people who didn't vote. That, Dead people too. So is that? Let's I guess, let is that Representative Johnson ask his question, and then when I he's done, I thought that was his answer. Okay. Well, I guess that, that's uh, my, my question. This lady is why we're not seeing the poll book off by thirty thousand votes. That that's not the what case. What did you guys do? Take it and uh, do oh something God. crazy to it. She would not be my first choice. I'm just saying the numbers are not off by 30,000 votes. So I know what I saw. That they're filling in I know what I saw. And I signed something saying that if I'm wrong, I can go to prison. Okay. Did you? Okay. We're, I think, <laughs> I'm just trying I, to ask you a, a me, legitimate uh, question here. Yeah. Let's let Representative Johnson ask his question and then don't interrupt him. And then, <laughs> and then if you don't want to respond to it, that's fine. Keep quiet. Uh, did you have more representative? Yeah, I guess I just want to keep following back up with the poll book. So are we saying that the poll book is 
either wildly off or that they are that they are filling in names. It's wildly off, and dead people voted, and uh, illegals voted. Okay. So that's my uh, answer. I think- Listen, you know, I don't know all the facts, I, but I don't I think love, she's. I don't I think love she's helping when she her says when when he goes, "Oh, they're off by th- you know thirty thousand votes," and she goes, "What'd you guys do?" something crazy to him and she's talking <laughs> to a republican lawmaker yeah not like the secretary of state or any sort of like ballot certification agency or anything a lawmaker and a republican one of that <laughs> <laughs> i mean yeah you're right when 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 giuliani is is kind of uh a tapping her and saying hey just just maybe shut up for a second just just a second here then <laughs> yeah she's uh she didn't seem like she was all there and I'm, I, I, you know, no. I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm, everything's crazy right now. But just based on which how she sounded and the way she was, she definitely seemed like she was having a little fun in the parking lot before she stepped into that room. <laughs> There's no question about it. <laughs> oh my god, it's the fact that stuff like this exists. Thank God, thank thank God for media. We're just all over this stuff. It's great. It's great. Putting, putting, I, I love how she's like, yeah. If if I lie, then I go to jail. So that must mean I, I must be telling the truth. If I lie, I sign something. If I lie, I go to prison. What about being you, slammed on you, the on the tape or at the at the hearing there? What if she was like dare to do it? Like one of her friends, like, hey, you don't be hilarious. Just get hammered before going to the <laughs> hearing and just see what happens. And it was just like a big dare. Like you bet I won't. Like I will. No, you won't. Yes, I will. I'll do it. Okay, do it. Do it. She chugged half a fifth yeah, and walked I, in. I heard it doesn't count as lying on the stand if you're drunk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Well, that's uh, that's uh, going on in, in the Michigan right now. Unbelievable. Very, very good. Very good content. <laughs> Thank you, Alex. That was funny. <laughs> um. All right. Do you guys want to get out of here? Was there anything else that you wanted to get to? I know you wanted to do kind of a... Shorter show. We are at one ten. Not too bad. Not too bad. You good, Alex? You want you want to roll on out? Well, I guess the silence means absolutely. So and he's gone. We'll cut it out. Oh, sorry, sorry. You're just you're starting to cut out a little early. Well, <laughs> probably for the best, I guess. Well, like us on Facebook. I left everything. I dropped out of high school. <laughs> See ya. I said goodbye <laughs> to my girlfriend. See ya. And I left my family. Playa! <laughs> I left everything. The uh, Cutting Out Early Podcast. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Rate us. Like us. Please do. Alex. Handles. Cutting Out Early on Twitter. Cutting Out Early dot podcast on Instagram. Email us, please. Your ideas, your comments, your suggestions. Anything you want. Just, I mean, try to be nice, I guess. Cutting no, Out Early not to max podcast though. at gmail.com. The butt of all the jokes, I guess. At least today. <laughs> Yeah, I gotta come up with something for next week. <laughs> well, we appreciate everyone for listening. Really, absolutely. Do. We'll we'll be, we'll be back next week, hopefully. Next week. Yep, next week. I'm hoping so. Thanks, everybody. Have a good night. See ya. See. Ya.